0: so i am super excited about this episode of the deep gripping reality i'm going to have on my show a amazing author um, and writer by the name of larry blankenship and i met larry on linkedin linkedin is an amazing platform i think it's uh, organic reach is through the roof right now so if you're not on it you should be um, but Larry is a professional, has been for a while, he has a hell of a story, and he agreed to be a guest on the podcast. So um, I'll be giving him a buzz, and we will be doing this remotely, and if all things go well and there aren't any technical issues, which, God willing, um, we should have Larry on here. hear his story. It's going to be really exciting, and, and you can see what it's like to be a uh, working professional who is dealing with ADD, ADHD, as well as you know what it takes to be successful. Everybody's got a story to tell, and Larry's is pretty fascinating, so stay tuned.
1: Okay, let's try this again.
0: <laughs> Third time's a charm, right? Yeah, I guess. I, think
1: I was thinking last time I heard you on the speakerphone, but this time I'm going to have to just hold the headset in my ear and do it that way.
0: Oh, yikes. Yeah, okay. this. Uh, so this is, I've, I've, uh, the, the first few guests that I had on the show were actually sitting next to me, and I knew that Anchor had the capability to do this, but it's still kind of experimental on my side, oh, um, sure. which actually fits the nature of the podcast really well because it's meant to be you know, just that. So, um, First off, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to do this. I'm really psyched about it. I think it's uh, an awesome opportunity to kind of pick your brain and, and learn a little bit about you and, and what it is you do. I, I sure. think you'll like that the title of this uh, episode is, is um, writing your own story.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it.
0: I've already oh, got the group and everything. I'll send it over so you can take a look at it. But yeah, All right.
1: All right. So, yeah I, I appreciate the, uh, I want to say, I also appreciate the uh, encouragement to do something myself because I, I think I am going to do that now that I've got a tool that I think I can do it fairly easily with. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. I think,
0: just a personal philosophy that I have. I think a lot of times we create barriers for ourselves and we create hurdles for ourselves because we're not sure we want to do something. Uh So when we figure out ways to eliminate that in the process of figuring that out, we start to realize how much we actually did want to do it.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, it's been more a matter of, I didn't want to start it if I couldn't keep up with it. And
0: uh, Oh yeah, no, I get that.
1: You know, so that's, the fact that I've been able to—I was—I've been writing um, stuff on LinkedIn for the better part of a year and a half, and I'm able to, for the most part, other than this last week, been been keeping my two times a week uh, posting schedule on the on the uh, blog um, gave me some confidence that, that would would work out. Good for you. So why don't you plug the blog real quick because that's kind of how I found you. Oh sure. Uh, name of the blog is workplacehumorist.com uh, workplacehumorist.com and for the most part I write about uh, stuff that happens at work or in the workplace I've been doing corporate type work for oh longer than I want to admit and the I'm finding that the problems that come up haven't changed all that much so uh, hopefully this is kind of my attempt to uh, talk about that stuff and, and be funny at the same time and then also, uh, some of the stuff I talk about is, is more domestic, and it's more about how um, my household runs, but told in form of uh, talking about a business and kind uh, of treating it as that. Uh, so we have our canine uh, of uh, resources: uh, Teddy, Barney, uh, and Buster. Teddy is taken on the role of safety dog. So we. <laughs> nice. Um, so we have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with it. I, I've gotten a fairly good response so far, so I hope to keep doing it for a long time. Yeah, I think, you know,
0: it's it's amazing to me how we don't really learn to get our voice. At, well, some some people do, and God bless them for it, but a lot of us don't get our voice until we figure out what we're passionate about, and then we're shocked to learn that other people share our passions.
1: And that's, and what, ha- that's what happened to me, actually. Tell me about it. Um, when I was writing my posts on LinkedIn, I discovered that the posts that uh, I did on things like Agile and, and that sort of thing sometimes got good responses. But the th- when I the, the times I tried to be funny and, and was more, you know, came up with a witty type of analogy or something like that, my, my views jumped uh, massively. And that's part of the reason I decided to go ahead and put together my own blog because what the heck is, it? if I'm going to get views, I may as well... Uh, get them online instead of giving them to Facebook to uh, LinkedIn
0: yeah I agree 100% with that absolutely and I think you'll find you know digital marketing is my thing and and I've I find that I love the psychology behind it and behind what goes viral and why and what I have found is that people want people use social media for connections but they want an escape, You know, so so when you can offer something humorous or personal that they can relate to, whether it's pulling at their heartstrings or, you know, putting a lump in their throat, it it, it, it catches and they want to share that. And you want people want to feel, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's something your blog does well. Your blog is kind of to me, it, it feels like um, Delbert meets uh, Delbert meets office space meets um, <laughs> the life
1: of the everyman. Uh, and yeah. I, I really take out of it. I, I, you know, it's funny you should mention that because I, I've been a, I was a big fan of Dilbert um, back in the day. I haven't read him for quite a long time, but he was one of the he was one of the scripts that I kind of uh, wondered if maybe they were looking at my life because a lot of the stuff he would write at write about was happening at work at the time it happened. Um, I worked for Gateway uh, two thousand back in the nineties, in the heyday of the company before they kind of folded for all intents and purposes. And uh, a lot of the things that happened in that strip happened verbatim at work. So it's been uh, kind of an interesting uh, story. The, the other writer that's a really big influence for me is Douglas Adams, the guy that wrote The Hitchhiker to the Gu- Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, kind of that absurdist, um, finding kind of absurdity in, in everything. Uh, approach. Um, sometimes that works well. Sometimes it doesn't. But I really, I really like what he does. And then, of course, Dave Berry is another big influence. Hello. I think I lost him. Hey, Louis.
0: So the funny thing is, I think, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, so I could hear you, and I heard what you're talking about, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and all that, and then um, when I went to speak, you couldn't hear me. So I'm yeah, I don't know if it's because, so here's the mistake that I make. I record these podcasts on my drive to and from work, I have a 45 minute drive, and I don't, I mean, I used to listen to TED Talks, and then I'd just listen to various things to expand my knowledge, then I realized, well shit, why am I not generating content? Why am I not, Mm. you know,
1: sharing oh, sure. So I, I use my drive to, uh you know i've got about an hour and 15 minute drive to work myself and that's where i get a lot of ideas um i do a lot of free form thinking there to try to come up with you know things that i can write about and sometimes uh that's where i get a lot of my ideas that i'm just kind of uh, free associating or or thinking about this or that
0: nice see that's i i found that that there's a uh, really nice serenity in the in the journey to and from work I don't mind the commute the gas mm-hmm. sucks but you know once you get past that it's not that bad um, yeah. but that's the only downside to, to doing an anchor um, you know guest spot is that if I'm doing it this way then I risk losing my guest if for some reason my signal gets a little shoddy
1: yeah yeah well and we can always you know we can do this sometime when you're maybe somewhere where you don't have to worry about um running off the road while you're driving too because i'm i'm pretty much working from home for the rest of the week because i'm taking care of my my beloved. so uh pretty much any any day you want to do this in the in the afternoon or evening i'm i'm good just well i
0: would love to have you on i definitely am going to use this content because the nice thing about anchor is that i can splice stuff together so i'm really and i appreciate you uh Appreciate. I plan to have you on as a guest again. I think. I, I think it's definitely going to be cool. The one thing I didn't mention in that blog post that I wrote today—I don't know if you had a chance to read it—but basically, I read a
1: little bit of it, and I liked it. It was good stuff. It's an outline on how to do
0: this, how to how to create uh, content when you think you don't have time.
1: Yeah. No, I thought it was and, really good. I thought it was really good. I think the what I what I plan to do as far as I think your idea of just having a, an audio version of the blog is really good. Yep. And I think it's that's what we're going to do since it's stuff that I can you know I can do that fairly quickly. Absolutely and frankly you have a great voice for it so it works. I worked in radio for about four and a half years as an <laughs> air talent so that's I explained it. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I've done I've done a fair amount of um, oh I know a lot of uh, the part I liked about radio was not being on the air it was more doing commercials and voices and and that sort of thing so I've always been pretty interested in dialect and uh, that's fantastic. I grew up in a lot of Warner Brothers cartoons, so um, that's one of my one of my another one of my big influences as far as that sort of thing. Anyway,
0: nice. So uh, we uh, we kind of connected over our mutual respect for um, ADHD awareness and um, mm-hmm. kind of sh- sharing the life of being an ADHDer and um, <laughs> dealing in a world of neurotypicals
1: and. <laughs> mm-hmm. And or, what of, or muggles, if we really want to talk about it that way. Yeah, yeah you could you could totally put it that way. The ones without the superpowers of of
0: hyper focus that you can and cannot control. But uh, yeah. <laughs> when I saw that that one of your one of the, the things that you recommended was how to ADHD, I, I was like, holy crap! This guy and I are so on the same wavelength that I want to talk to him. I want to get him okay. on his show. So oh, great. Yeah, I think I think that there's so much. That you put in your podcast or in your in sorry in your uh, blog, the one about ADHD, um, it was like you were telling my story, and that was really impressive to me.
1: I found that you know there's a I'm, I'm part of a couple of groups on Facebook about ADHD, and it's amazing how many people are are being diagnosed or able to be diagnosed. Um, well, after childhood, because they just didn't realize that was was what was wrong. And, yeah. you know, because if you're in the 60s and maybe even into the 70s, it just wasn't a thing. Sure. Um, I think, you know, usually from, from what I've been able to read, people that are identifying later in life, it's usually because... Either a therapist has suggested it, or they they have a child who has ADHD, and they start to recognize all the things in their child uh, in themselves when at the same age. And that's really what happened to me. And my son and I started to kind of read up on it a little bit, and and uh, the other thing uh, I was seeing a therapist for depression, and and they mentioned something about you know, when you. And one of the things I said, well, I get depressed when I'm really stressed out. And they said, that is something that's typical with people with ADHD. Here's some more material. Why don't you look at this? And that kind of started my journey of figuring out, um, you know, how it was affecting my life. And it's only been in the last, oh, probably a couple of years that I've started to look at medication and figuring out, okay, what's going to work? Because I've been through. You know, it took me a long time to figure out what to take for the depression, and once I got that straightened out, so that I could start really working on some of the stuff that was causing the depression. Yeah, uh, I also figured out, hey, there's other causes besides just not having enough uh, serotonin in my system. Mm-hmm. There's also maybe some dopamine missing as well. So uh, it's been an interesting journey.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, it's it's
1: it's so weird because
0: we process information. As people with ADHD, especially professionals with ADHD, we process information so differently that I think that maybe that's what can trigger depression in some of us. And, you know, it's, it's so weird because, it, you know, ADHD is one of the most studied and well, um, well, what am I trying to say? One of the most well-researched um, brain ailments, if you will, or, or, you know, abnormalities of the brain.
1: I yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't, don't like to call it an abnormality. It's just a different way of being wired. Yeah, yeah I like that, better. that I wasn't sure what it was it's it, like, you're right. you know like it's a, a makes it sound like it's a you know uh, some kind of oh wow you're just you know you have got something wrong with you and I think that's why so many people dislike the attention deficit. Of, I know hate that because it's not really that you have a deficit. Is that you can't shift it at, at at the same, you either can't shift your focus to whatever you're looking at, which is the hyper focus thing, or you can yeah. to think, thing to the part that you pay attention to. The uh, best explanation I've ever come up with is think about your attention to the guy, the guy in your head with a remote control, and he is switching channels as fast as he can, trying to find something you like. But when he finds something he really likes, he stays on that channel, and you really have to pound on him. To get yep. change.
0: got to pry him off. You're so right. You're so right. And and here's the worst thing. Once we know that thing is something we enjoy, if we're doing something we really don't enjoy, we trick ourselves into thinking, well, I'll take a break. I've earned it. And then you're like 45 hours later, you forgot to get back to the task you were supposed to. In your blog, you mentioned, you know, my wife asked me to change the light bulb and three years later, I finally get to it and I feel a
1: <laughs> and it's a, it's a five-minute job. Yeah, well, except, it's a so, you know, six-month and five-minute job that, you know, and, and I found that one of the biggest challenges um, for me is getting started, and that seems to be a, a big challenge for a lot of ADHDers. One of the things that mm-hmm. I've, I've learned is that if you've got something you don't particularly want to do, um, set a timer for whatever period of time. You know, I like the Pomodoro method because that's – you know, you, twenty minutes at a time, you give yourself to to basically quit. But once you get started, you just keep going. You don't I at least I do. I don't I don't find excuses to change. I just keep going until I uh, it's awful hard to resist the temptations of your phone and the internet and, me yeah. and whatever else. I almost have to have everything turned off while I'm doing something just so I don't have those distractions
0: agreed hundred percent I, I have to turn off a lot of notes like any application on my phone i have almost all of the notifications turned off because i know it's a, it's a, it'll suck me in it's a vortex and I'm just yeah. okay. um so let yeah. me ask this do you find that you are super inspired by things and then yeah um, and the, then well, you start you, you things get, but you, you get can't really finish excited
1: them? about something and you you know are able to work very well for a little while and then you, you maybe get to, you know, take a step away for a little bit and then when you come back, you just kind of you can't get going again. I've got a couple of uh, novels I've been trying to get done for a long time and I, I, you know, I sit down and I write for maybe, if I'm really in the groove, I can write maybe three or four pages at a time if, or even a chapter at a time. If I'm not in the groove, it's like, um, it's like pulling teeth and I think that's typical of all of most ADHDers as well, is it's yeah. really difficult sometimes to to keep that momentum uh, once you started something. But that's why you give yourself, you know, uh, an opportunity to go for twenty minutes and quit, because that way you're not you're not going to give yourself you at least get something done. You don't have to get it off. We're just having a wee of a time, aren't we?
0: I am but you know what the funny thing is is um, you were you were in the middle of a really great point about getting something started and it made me think of a really good analogy too which was um, it kind of reminds me of a campfire if you once you get a campfire started there's a period where it burns really really bright and as you as you let it burn eventually it burns down to cinders and once those cinders are there like if you don't put another log on there you're pretty much hosed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so you, it's hard to so it it back
1: going. up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, no. Listen, I, I I appreciate you being so patient with me, having to call you back over this uh, losing connection thing. I think I'm learning a very valuable lesson about making sure that if I'm going to have a guest on, that I have a solid
1: internet connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it helps. Um, you a, know, I, I network. I've, yeah, and, and I, I've i been, you know, being an IT guy, I've dealt with this. And I know like between Des Moines and I've just learned not to make phone calls between Des Moines and and, uh, and Webster City where I live um, for that reason because the, the connection just, it, just not
0: What's weird is I can keep a really good connection if I'm like streaming um, audio or video or if I'm listening to a podcast or whatever i can i can keep a great connection for that it's just uh void phone calls so i don't know it's i am i'm gonna go ahead and blame us cellular on this one
1: i suspect it's probably more because you're you've already uh you've already loaded the buffer uh with some of the with some of the data coming in and by the time you hit the spot you're able to get through the buffer with what you've already downloaded but then by the time you hit the spot where you don't have um you your buffers run out you're now have a a good connection again and you can just keep going so i i i think it and because you know talking uh, having a conversation on the phone is real real time as opposed to um it it can't get ahead of the conversation because it hasn't happened yet that makes perfect sense i think that makes a difference
0: well, I've learned a valuable lesson about this, but uh, you know, I I think that the, we've got some really valuable conversation here, and I'm really en- enjoying it. Um, ah. I, I do I do want to ask you, uh, what do you think? Like, what's the ultimate goal of 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 your writing, as far as like the blog goes? The next step? You know, what
1: where where do you want to go with it? Well, right, I I'll tell you what I what I kind of realize is I'm I'm getting you know I'm not quite at retirement age, but I'm you know, kind of in the last um, part of my my working years, as they say, and mm-hmm. I, I really, you know, the, the idea was, okay, what's, what's going to come next? Um, I'm not going to be able to do, I'm not always going to be able to do IT. What do I do after that? And like a lot of people, you know, there's I have worries about retirement just like anybody else. And I've always kind of thought to myself, I'm not going to retire. I'm just going to do something I want to do. And I've I've been told I'm a pretty good writer by a number of people, and I've just never really focused on it. And so this next year and a half Mm -hmm. has been um, working on my writing to the point that I can start maybe collecting a few rejection slips and maybe a few uh, opportunities to make some money getting (laughs) actually paid for writing. And you know you can't do it all at once. You have to yeah. start somewhere. So that's what I've been doing. I mean, I've I've published some uh, articles on business analysis, project management on a couple of different websites. Um, unfortunately, they weren't paid gigs. But that's my my ultimate goal is to get to the point where I can uh, write for a living and not do it.
0: I think that's a great goal, and I think it's attainable. I mean, I I would definitely encourage you to not pass on things. You know, there's an old analogy that you know, bands don't like to play for um, for exposure because they Mm -hmm. can't pay their rent with exposure. Well, the thing about that is, this this is how I feel about all content and content marketing in general, is that there's so much opportunity for you to get exposure for free. You should take advantage of every single opportunity because if you're giving this kind of stuff away for free, imagine what you do when somebody's paying.
1: you know, and, and the other thing is, I've always wanted to write fiction, because um, I, I I've you know I've always really enjoyed storytelling and and being able to create. I mean, a plot and okay, this happened, and I've told stories to people um, and have them go, hey, where'd that where'd that? Which book is that from? I want to I want to um, buy it, and that tells me I, I've got a talent for it. I just have to have discipline, and that's part of why I try to write to my blog every you know every couple days is because it, it's providing me that one of, you know, writing at least four or 500 words every couple days. And then I can hopefully build that into writing on a more, uh, more discipline with my fiction as well.
0: Yeah. It's creating the habit. And I'll tell you what, you can actually, um, pretty easily turn those blog posts into a yeah. book.
1: I know people have done you know. that. Um, my my interest. I, I happen to be a, a fantasy, science fiction kind of guy, and one of the one nice. of the um, novels is called "Flight of the Pegasus," and it's about a lovesick wizard who creates a flying pig when his when the uh, love of his life tells him she'll marry him <laughs> when pigs fly, and then the, and then the pig flies nice. away, and he has to hire a bunch of uh, people to go find it for him. So that's one of the books I'm working on. And the other one is a murder mystery. I'd rate set it. In Iowa. Um, nice. They find a, a guy who's gotten mangled by some of his farm machinery out in his farm. And the guy is known to be a drunk, but the uh, main character figures out that it wasn't necessarily an accident. So uh, and the main character is a small town newspaper editor. My wife happens to be a newspaper editor. So. Uh, they say write what you know, so right we uh, know a ready ready source of information. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. I actually published um, two books, both subsidy publishings.. And the other was through a company that would mm-hmm. literally publish anything. Um, and I, I am not going to tell you the names of them because I'm humiliated. The first one, they printed the rough draft. I, I shit you not. And then they wanted to charge me um, like five hundred bucks. To oh, print that final version, and I no. went, uh, "What the hell? You know what kind yeah, of I, this?" So now, if you nice were to thing go about and, and now
1: <laughs> is you've got the ability to really do e-publishing for low costs, and mm-hmm. then it's a matter of how well you market what you what you've written.
0: Yeah. Well, if you ever want help, I'll give you as much well, free advice that. as I can.
1: And I just lost you again. Well, thanks. hey, can you hear me? Are
0: you there? I'm back. I, I was just screaming. No, safety dogs. <laughs> this is safety definitely safety dog is trying
1: to provide medical care yeah. by licking my ear. So, um, so I'm sitting in my
0: room. I think that this <laughs> this will definitely be an interesting podcast to listen to, um, because it's a living experiment. So. I applaud anybody who makes it this far, but no, uh, in all seriousness, I think that reading the blog is a great idea. I think that, um, scheduling the content is a great idea. Um, and you can, you can really create an audience that way. Um, and I, I swear to you, I wrote that blog today as kind of an outline of how people can do it if they oh, yeah. really want to do it with minimal
1: effort That's very good and with minimal time I constraint. So, yeah. You
0: know. Let's hope that it takes off for me. So that way I that's can actually show people I know what I'm talking about.
1: That's always helpful. And that's,
0: <laughs> I mean, well, I tell you, if you do get the blog, off the credit, yeah, I
1: well, guess, let me know. Um, I think the, the big thing is, and that's another thing is that once you get, um, once you start writing things, you find out what people like and don't like. And that's what I, you know, the weird thing is I wrote the articles for the, for the professional websites Thinking, Okay, I'll get a couple of rejection slips and I'll start figuring out, you know, paper my office first of all, and then figure out, you know, what I need to do differently. And they kind of screwed with me because if you'll pardon the expression, because they accepted all of them first, first try. So I'm, <laughs> they kind of ruined my plan. So now I got to find some other sources that are maybe a little more disc- yeah. And there's that, that, that thought when somebody does that, you, you want to, you really question is, there, are they discriminating? Or was it that good? So that's the that's the next step is to kind of get my confidence yeah. that I'm actually writing stuff I want to read.
0: It kind of reminds me of the whole overbidding thing where you where you where you uh, you bid for a job and you're bidding on a job because you kind of have to, but you really don't want to take the job, so you way yeah. overbid it yeah, and then they hire like you anyway, that. so you have to do it. But uh, <laughs> you know,
1: my 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 long-term goal yeah. is just to get my well, voice out there as somebody who writes on those topics, so that at some point I could even you know go get into a place where I could do some you know seminars or or at least conferences and make a buck that way maybe
0: yeah well you know I'm a big fan of um, of all the people who end up really getting awesome at what they do later in life and you know history is littered with them look at the Colonel from KFC for example You know, there's, there's a whole, whole bunch of them. Um, One of my favorites is a guy that uh, I've got, I think it's scheduled to post tomorrow. Actually, I'm doing a podcast about magic and illusions and sleight of hand stuff and how that kind of manipulation for the sake of entertainment can also translate to sales and um, interactions because it's all about capturing people's attention, but also capturing their imagination and helping them imagine what's possible. And one of the people that I really admire is a guy named um, Eric Jones. And he is a magician who, a sleight of hand guy who deals with coins, who was on Penn & Teller Fool Us and he was on America's Got Talent. And he was he was a really big deal. And is, actually. And the funny thing is, he's just a little older than I am and got his start in magic, I think when he was like 37, 38. So, you know, right around my age, maybe a little bit younger, but not much. And he had his whole life before that. so. You know, it's never too late to get into what you're really passionate about. And I think that if you really dive with both feet in and both feet, yeah, well, either way, d- dive headfirst in and, and really get into it, um, you can you can have a career in it. You just yeah, have to stick exactly. with it and, and, and uh, you know, hustle. You know, there's,
1: there's things I'd like to try to do that I've never really had the bravery to do. And that's kind of one of the reasons I thought, you know, I'm not going to quit work and I'm just going to, you know, figure that I've got a, a supplemented income once I'm on Social Security and you know, can start dipping into my 401k, and uh, I'll use that to uh, keep me going while I work on things that are more, you know, maybe entertaining, but not as, quite as remu- remunerative. Uh, remunerative, I'm not sure what the word is. Um, right away, you know, I've had an interest in trying to get into some voice oh. acting too, and I've never really quite tried that either, because um, you know it's a hard business to get into. I worked in radio yeah. for four years, and I until I decided I like to eat. And have a place to live, and uh, <laughs> I want to. I would. I would love to do you works. know uh, character voices, that sort of thing, uh, for a living. I kind of enjoy that sort of stuff too. And uh, so, this is my opportunity, I guess.
0: Yeah, I. You know, the funny thing about that is that you can. You may find uh, exposure yeah. with that in reading reading your blog on on a podcast because you could do it as a different character each day a different character in the office you could essentially make it like a, i mean podcast think of podcasts as radio shows oh, for, for the next generation right so um i've started my podcasts in french accents in australian accents i've started them in german accents i started one as spongebob like it's it's fun and it's it's in your case it could end up being pretty You know turning into something. I also wanted to let you know if you do do the anchor thing the cool The other cool thing that I didn't mention in the article So I'm probably going to go in and re-edit it in but you can get paid for it Um, You your first ad that you can do is an anchor ad and you basically read you put your own spin on it It's not a verbatim, but you read the points that they ask you to and then you can insert it into any one that you want and if when, you're, oh, yeah. when your podcast starts to take well place. and
1: and you know getting monetizing content is probably the the big thing big reason I went to having my own blog is because I wanted to eventually you know start at doing some banner ads and things uh, so that as I start doing uh, getting more engagement with my content I'll be able to um, get uh, uh, you know a little bit of a little bit of money out of it might not be a lot um, and i'm i'm not gonna i don't want to ever resort to anything that you know sleazy because of course that's the that's the big business on the internet sleazy stuff but if i can get some engagement you know you get a few few pennies per click well that's that's money you didn't have before and i can't hear a word you're saying <laughs> if you're talking
0: can Can you hear me now? Are you there? Oh my god, so I could hear you that entire time. And I was, I'm sure when you go back and listen, you'll hear my side of the recording. Um, that's right, no problem. Losing it, um, (laughs) but (laughs) anyway, no, I think, I think that you know, monetizing is always nice, especially if you do enjoy eating, um, and you know, just stick to the morals. Uh, but I really appreciate it. I tell you what, I will, uh try and set this up another time when I have a solid connection maybe while I'm at, at my office on lunch or something like that I'll I'll yeah, reach out and see if you're it available this week since you'll be home um, so go ahead and plug the podcast one last or the podcast see, I keep I've got podcasts on the version. name of the blog plug is, the blog uh, one last time for me yes
1: uh, oh man I've just lost my workplace humorist workplace humorist <laughs> h-u-m-o-r-i-s-t uh, dot com. The reason I spell that out is because I told my uh, my doctor workplace humorist, and she heard it as h-u-m-u-r or h-e-u-m-e-r-u-s, which is a bone in the lower leg. So uh, it's workplace it's workplacehumorist dot com, nice. and I post uh, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays is when I try to post. Um, I try to post a couple things a week, and right like I said, it's about life uh the office and everything
0: well larry i am really looking forward to following your journey if you ever want to be a guest on my show you're always welcome and when you get your show up and running if you want help designing a logo if you want if there's anything i can help you with don't feel don't feel free to reach out i'll uh, i'll do it for you for free because i think you and yeah, i are on I, very I similar paths and i'm really excited Texas, about you're, that. if
1: you're in Ames and or you got to be in Des Moines sometime during the day, you know, give me a call. We can meet for coffee or something.
0: Sounds like a plan, my friend. I appreciate uh, it. Take care. And uh, until next time, dig deep. <laughs> so there you have it folks, my interview and, uh, conversation with Larry Blankenship. Um, thank you for tuning into it. I, it was, it was quite an experiment in, uh, connectivity. And, you know, I've often said that this podcast is a learning experience and that definitely it exa- was a great example of it. Um, so lesson learned there. Don't try to have a guest when the host is driving, uh, down the highway. Um, yeah, good life lesson. Um, so in case you missed it, because there was quite a bit of cutting out, and I apologize again for that, Larry's blog is called the workplace is called WorkplaceHumorous.com. Um, there's some really, really funny stuff uh, on there and some really interesting stuff, insightful stuff, and, and pretty moving stuff. And so if you, if you like to support people's dreams and you like to uh, laugh your butt off, it's a good place to do it. So thank you very much again for tuning in. And until next time, dig deep, my friend.